I have something to say that's important. I love Val Kilmer so much. I would let him spit on my legs from the knee down. (laughs) (laughs) And if you know me, you know that's like one of the highest That's the most romantic thing I've ever heard you say in my entire life. I could ever give. There are good movies and there are great movies. But that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. Cold fusion cinema. We are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find. Set around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay and I'm joined by Dave. Ella. And Casey leather-like pants. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Dave, what's this month's theme? This is a month I've been looking forward to for a very long time because it's one of my absolute favorite genres of film. It is incognito month. We're looking for anything starring spies, CIA, secret agents, thieves. God, I love this genre of film. So last week was my turn, and I ruined it for all of us by bringing the MCU's Black Widow, uh, which was the worst of all of those things I just mentioned. So it's time to close out the month. We've all had our turn. Jay, what did we watch this week to finish out Incognito Month? On this week, we watched 1997's The Saint, starring Val Kilmer. Yeah, it does. Val! Let's, yeah, let's just get it out of the way now. I can't be objective when Falcon is in the film. Can anyone? Me. I can. Casey, let's let's table the Val Kilmer talk for now. We'll circle back Ooh. to that soon enough. Circle Before we get ahead of ourselves, you need to give us an elevator pitch where you sell us in this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup. Uh, after decades of hard work, research, and just, you know, putting in the hours, uh, you have perfected your formula for cold fusion. You're very proud of yourself. You've, uh, you've just finished balancing all the chemicals and plugging everything up, and you're about to turn the machine on for the first time. Um, here's the problem. You absolutely do not know how to make cold fusion. Um, I feel good about it, though. Yeah, what you've made here is um, probably closer to a fertilizer bomb. Um, So you've got about 10 seconds before the various chemicals hit critical mass um, and the whole house just explodes with you in it. In that time, sell us on this movie. Adventures in Babysitting grows up to be Adventures in Cold Fusion with Doc Holliday in Mother Russia. Come for the techno, leave for the accents. Seven seconds. (laughs) Okay, I I have one question for you. Yes. Where do the wigs fit in? I got wigs. Oh, man. I got merkins. We, oh, we, we're we 100% talking about the wigs. Um, <laughs> there were two landing strips on the side of his face at one point in this film. <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong about any of that, Casey. I am saying how dare you about <laughs> all of it. How dare I? I say it with nothing but love. All right, let's have it. Let's talk about the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. The best Batman, Val Kilmer, stars as a tech-savvy super spy who wants us to believe that the internet was much closer to modern days in 1997 than those of us who actually suffered through dial-up know it actually was. Well, he was rich. Maybe the rich people had something better. After watching a classmate in a Catholic orphanage believe she could fly, a spoiler, she absolutely could not, he takes on a whole bunch of different monikers named after saints. You get it? How subtle. Yeah. 
Kilmer ends up channeling his inner Sean Connery, which is super horny, super spy, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like he it's... spanks women? <laughs> no. He doesn't Fair. hit any women. <laughs> Show me. And he changes course once he meets his movie more, Emma. Emma is a super scientist who just figured out the recipe for cold fusion because it wouldn't be an American spy movie without a Russian adversary. Of course, the Russians won in. Hey, sometimes they're North Korean. Anywho, a Russian oil magnate contacts Val and offers him a pretty damn good penny for banging the aforementioned scientist and stealing her formula. Ice cold. I don't get it. Anyway, after the banging, <laughs> Russian McBad guy figures out that he only got the Coke Zero version of the recipe and he is pissed. Val's ordered dead, Emma's to be kidnapped, and our fusion will be cold, goddammit. Oh, that was, that's ice cold, cold fusion. Aha! Meanwhile, Val's cover with Emma is blown after she narks him to Scotland Yard for yanking a recipe. Even more pissed, she hunts him down and gives him a public thrashing in a classy hotel bar. The spat is interrupted when the Spetsnaz scoop the duo up, dropping them into a van. Apparently, everyone is surprised when they tuck and roll out of that bitch. Well, we didn't expect a blowjob joke first and then for them <laughs> to leave. But I feel like they just snuck it in there because Val Kilmer... Right, like that was a hundred percent Val just improving on the day of. <laughs> While you're down there. Oh. While you're down there. The duo continues to evade Russian McBad guy's thugs. At one point, thanks to a Russian sex worker, they end up in the sewers trying to follow the water line to get into the American embassy. Unable to get in, Val settles for the closest sewer, which is about a hundred feet away from the embassy, and somehow right underneath the bad guy's car. That's super convenient. <laughs> They literally stop on top of it. Val can't let his lady end up in stripes, so he allows himself to get caught just long enough to blow up the car so as to distract the Ruskies and slip away into the night. He is so sweet. He is a gentleman. <laughs> well, the saint isn't done, Casey. He infiltrates both the American embassy to give directions to his boo and mm -hmm. Russian McBad guy's sinning sex palace, which is what I assume the name of the room is for reasons. <clears throat> anyway, to plan a bug. And he learns about Russian McBad Guy's evil scheme to embarrass the current political administration for his gain. So Val gives Russian McBad Guy everything he wants. See, Russian McBad Guy, he just fucking thinks it doesn't work. And it doesn't. Shut off, Jay. It never does. It doesn't. Joke's on him, though, since Val's boo actually did invent cold fusion. So when Russian McBad Guy is like, hey, all your president has been wasting your money while you all freeze. See, check out this machine that totally doesn't work. And then he's going to flick the switch in front of everybody in Moscow Square. Ready? Yeah. And you know what happens when you have an overconfident speech? It works, doesn't it? Of course it works. It's been projected <laughs> for like 10 minutes. Why did we take so long to do this scene? And Val Kilmer's involved. How dare you doubt him? While he's at it, he exposes Russian bad guy, slips out of the country, bangs out his boo, and flounces his badassness to Interpol before giving away millions to causes like UNICEF and establishing a foundation for cold fusion research. What about Jerry's kids? What about Jerry's kids? Do they know anything about cold fusion? <laughs> I think you might be too invested in this movie, Dave. All right. Yes, I'm, I'm invested in... The Saint in Val Kilmer and spy movies in general. But since it's the theme of the month, let's talk about the, the spy movie elements in this. First of all, gadgets fucking galore, especially in the first, like, 15 Ooh. minutes of this movie. 
We get, uh, you know, glass cutters. We get uh, a suit that can, can regulate its temperature to make you exactly room temperature, uh, which helps him bypass lasers and also kind of just sounds very pleasant. Yeah. I was kind of <laughs> thinking this. Like, my mom needs one of those. She has horrible hot flashes. That really is. Br- I, so I was thinking about, like, uh, how cool his super uh, Swiss Army knife thing that he has is all. Oh, the one, one that has the tool. alphabet reminder inside sure. in case he forgets the alphabet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah, a cipher. That's just 26 <laughs> letters he should know by now. I don't understand how that's a cipher. <laughs> I, I assume it's a reference tool for a substitution ciphers. So if he needs, to, you know, if things are shifted <laughs> off by six or by ten or whatever, he can count it out on there and not just innately know the seven <laughs> letters from B is G or whatever. I feel like that's just important to know. Which would you prefer, him having a little gadget or him painstakingly <laughs> translating a spy letter going D E F G H I? He's got 1997's version of a fucking sidekick, but he's got to have a knife letter reminder. I don't know. It just feels like there are better ways to do it. I'm so glad, by the way, you mentioned the 1997 sidekick phone uh, because I I learned reading through the trivia of this movie that just some random person on the set happened to have one of those phones and the director saw it in a assumed it was a prop that had been made for his spy movie and the guy was like no this is just my phone see and showed him it and the director was so enamored with it that he proceeded to make that his main character's phone and then just camera fuck the shit out of it yeah yeah he spends a lot of time check out how cool this phone is it looks like the most product placement to ever product place but it's not he just really dug that phone I dig it too, and you for know what? For 1997, it's incredible. Oh hell yes! I mean, that's a sweet cell phone, but he's not going to get service anywhere. Can I can I criticize one spy gadget in this though? That's a really effective spy gadget, but just so the collapsible stare that he uses at the very beginning of the movie. Oh, the telescoping ladder. Yeah, er, yeah. It's it it's like tiny, and it. Yeah. It telescopes yeah. out, and it is some Looney Tunes bullshit. Yep. I get yes. that it is absolutely yes. effective, but you give him a goddamn grappling hook gun right fucking now. <laughs> Something. Right. You it- do not bear the indignity of making him unfold a fucking ladder like a vaudevillian <laughs> comedian. Do not degrade our mans like that. Excuse you. I'm sorry, sir. We don't allow mimes to operate on the outside of the building. No street performing here, hippie. Get out. Get out of here. Crawl on down. Go busk somewhere else, you fucking weirdo. Got a ukulele in there, too. You Jason fucking Mraz. And and Val Kilmer is dressed up like he's role-playing as Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe. Yeah. (laughs) I dig it. I dig it. (laughs) They never... He's got these, like, bug-eye goggles that they never show doing anything beyond ruining his peripheral vision. 
they allowed him to see the laser beams in the the uh the room where he's his suit adjusts temperature. Oh yeah. Okay. So one time they did one thing. <laughs> yeah. To yeah. let him see the lower temperature beams. Allow me to retort. It is 1997. We are into weird glasses. The Matrix comes out in two years. We're super into like spy glasses. We're into like Oakley. I was wearing yellow spy glasses at the time. Yellow tinted ones. Of course you were. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about Val Kilmer and his various disguises and accents of this film because it's a it's a major part of the character of the saint that he uses all kinds of disguises all kinds of different names and accents throughout his career do was this his snl audition tape do you think (laughs) (laughs) he's trying out different outfits different accents yeah like oh he's all over the place and i love it he does German. The German he, accent was questionable. I loved it. <laughs> he was German to the Russians when he first met them and had this like amazing teased out wig and shit and was just like flamboyantly German. Um, <laughs> that was like ugh. flamboyantly German. That's yeah, accurate. That's perfect. The German was the one specifically that made me decide that Mission Impossible with their photorealistic masks that let them just swap out the actor. Actually, yeah, no, fuck you. You guys are cowards. Look at Val absolutely working the shit out of yeah. a wig for every right. character yes. that he has to play. Oh my god. To the I will say that they they genuinely feel distinct. Like for for all of the movie's flaws and all of that it crams in, they are dressed differently. He has different mannerisms, uh, different um, different hair, different looks. It 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 it's all practical effects. He some of the wigs are the ridiculous, work. but it works. I'm pretty sure the artist guy persona he picks up is just basically stuff that he stole from the Doors movie. Oh when man, he was filming that. Like I think maybe those leather pants maybe came from that film. Casey, I'm so glad that you mentioned the artist persona because, yeah, that's one of his uh, major personas. Thomas Moore. It's the one that he uses to seduce the female main character, uh, which he does so by leaving his book full of art and poetry in a place where she picks it up and can read through it. And can I drop some knowledge on you, Casey? It's his real writings. It is his real life poetry. Absolutely. (laughs) And honestly, I need to go back and read it. You really, really do. Because it makes that scene just absolutely delightful. Absolute kudos to Kilmer to read through the script and see in one section it includes, you know, the saint seduces her with poetry. And he's like, fuck, I'm stepping up to the board here. Is this like Drake and his Birkin bag collection for a woman he hasn't met yet? (laughs) Like, do you think he was like, this is the time? So Val Kilmer's spy seems to really enjoy characters with long hair. Both the aforementioned Thomas Moore and the German are rocking some absolutely luscious locks. We He did channel a little Doc Holiday when he sneaks in the embassy to give Emma mm. directions of like, hey, delay getting on the plane for a second because we're about to do something pretty neat. And August Christopher. G- August Christopher. He's like, hey there, little lady, are you lost? Yeah, oh, another one that is just very obviously yes. Val Kilmer in a funny sure. accent. Well, okay, 
but that's a panty dropper. I'd be like, oh, my God, I just happen to have an extra pair in my pocket. Whoops, I hit you in the face. <laughs> Where are we at now? He sells it like he sells it. The, it, it, really, it really does come through as charming and endearing. I'm a sucker for Val Kilmer in that persona, so I don't know what you want from me. Listen, despite being the worst Batman... He does pull I will off kill you. some great. Lies. This is on recording. Some great saints. If something happens to Lies. Jay, it was me for him saying that. <laughs> the tr- for speaking truth to power. I got you. I I did enjoy that when he was the the German guy. He went and had a fake conversation with a random woman that he implied was speaking to his employer, and that was a clever. Ge- like it was a really I enjoyed the sort of scene. cocky right. Also, you're putting that woman at risk now that, like, if your plan works like you want it to, they're going to think she's your buyer related and probably murder the shit out of her. I I think the point was to joke with, like, to show off that he is the actual person doing it by going and talking to a random person. There's no way that they would have. The villains are, are, at least for their most part, not idiots in this movie. I agree that that was the point. I also agree that there's maybe a little chance that they're going to think that, like, what if he did just tell her, let's kill her just to be safe. So <laughs> right. They're supposed to be, like, cold-blooded. You see yeah. what I did there? Is that? Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. No. No, wait, wait, wait. Can we talk no. about the amazing Portuguese and or Spanish Val Kilmer on the plane? <laughs> Because Val Kilmer impersonating Antonio Banderas was yeah. fantastic. Was it? Yeah. It was another Fabio wig, this time with a Spanish accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lots of contouring, so he has high cheekbones, really super high cheekbones. Yeah. Um, and some very cheap costume jewelry, uh, Catholic cross stuff that we're going to pretend looks expensive when it very much does not. It didn't do well in the 1080p conversion. Also, <laughs> can we just say that that Val Kilmer is also like drunk Casey where meets a stranger 10 minutes in. Yeah, my boyfriend's kind of dump him, sis. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, uh... you are too. Be- Let's get a bottle of wine. A month ago, we watched Replicant, and we had two Van Dams at the same damn time. In The Saint, we have Val Kilmer dressing up as Russian McBad guy, and we kind of have two of them at the same damn time, and it's a good fucking It's a really good up. representation. It, Val pulls it, it off extremely well. Extremely well. He kills it, and he also kind of looks like Jim Carrey now. It's a bit prophetic <laughs> with the beard, like... It's real. It's real. And it's, it's scary. It's also top tier spy shit because uh, because the saint is able to infiltrate there completely unnoticed. He ends up getting the real one to transfer money into his bank account and then has his guards harass him as the double while he slips off. And his slip off involves two times of changing outfits to get away from them. Is the saint... Now the fourth movie this month has had to do with the Russians. Has everyone is the Russians always our enemy this month? Usually for been? spy movies, yeah, yeah. Three out of four movies Whoa. this month have been the Russians. They're they're just the easy enemy for a spy movie. You know, we yeah, had I a mean, a whole you, Cold War about it. 
Right, right. Yeah, but my and, grandma would be really upset to know that we've forgiven Germany collectively. <laughs> <laughs> this was also based on a character that had previous been, previously been played in a TV series in the 60s and 70s by Roger Moore, which I imagine <laughs> probably had a bunch of, you know, Russian stuff in it, too. And then before that had been a book and radio character in the 40s and 30s and 20s. So, that also explains why it feels very Bondy. Oh yeah, yeah. This one, <laughs> this one goes way back. I'm very excited to have a new hyper obsession about three weeks from now. Look forward to me just absolutely drowning you in trivia. Uh, there's a radio drama that was narrated by Vincent Price. Really looking forward. No to way. That one that. Seriously. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about our main villain for a minute because he is uh supposed to be some type of like socialist revolutionary of the people you know that's going to take back Russia and also he works for the mob and he's just cartoonishly evil mm-hmm. and his plan at the end of the movie is he's going to show he's going to sell the president cold fusion technology for 10 billion dollars yep. yep. and then he's going to show in the cold people hard of cash. Russia in cold hard cash right and then he's going to show the people of Russia the cold fusion doesn't work, and the president lost ten billion dollars. To to him though, he sold it to <laughs> him. So, if only we had an yeah. idea of who right. conned him. Like your so name's we can get our on money the receipt, back. man. <laughs> like I want to see that platform, that political Ooh, platform of the like. I win. Don't vote for him. He's a fucking idiot who got conned. Vote for me, the man who conned him. (laughs) I can con all sorts of people. Elect me and find out. Well, so part of that is his plan is that he's hoarding a bunch of oil so that everybody around him is freezing. And him causing them freezing is causing them to distress and hate the government. Yeah. Also, stupid plan. Because his way of cutting off uh, people's access to heating oil is to construct, I guess, some fucking reservoir underneath his mansion that That's holds like a swimming pool's worth of oil or more. It's got to be more than that. Right. It's this got to be more than that. This has got to be some fucking Dune Fremen bullshit where he's just hoarding a lake of oil underneath his house. As right. opposed to, yes. I don't know, bribing like six dudes to cut off the pipes outside of town. <laughs> Wouldn't that make more sense? Probably. Are they going to do it? Absolutely. Seriously. Not. Is he going down there and jumping in it like he's the most disgusting Scrooge McDuck? <laughs> Does he also invest in Dawn dish soap? Who knows, Dave? I don't know what to tell you. How do okay, speaking of greasy, let's talk about that guy's son with the hair. Because Oh, burn it face. Was burn face, the son yeah. who gets burned by Val Kilmer because he's hot. He almost <laughs> he has like the dark haired version of the daughter from Mommy Dearest. Remember how she would sleep in the like cleaning up the bathroom scene, they have almost the exact same hair. And honestly, I'm here for it. Maybe it's an homage to Mommy Dearest. It's, okay, yeah. Probably. Uh, It's not a good look. However, one thing I did appreciate about the son, uh, so the son has this cane that he carries with him at all times, Mm -hmm. and he is just 
whipping that sucker around all the time, trying to yeah. take somebody's tooth out with it. And it's a pimp cane. It is 100% a pimp cane, and for the character that we are shown, that is absolutely how I would be walking around with that cane if I know Daddy can clean up <laughs> anything I get into with it. 100%. But mine has a knife that can pop out. I mean, I particularly enjoyed the art smuggler who, I guess, Frankie operates out of yes. the Zurich sewers. Yes, Frankie. She's right. my favorite. Selling high-class art that is just hanging on a literal sewer wall that uh -huh. cannot possibly be the right conditions for this. I don't know why not. And then Honestly. Val Kilmer shows up, and she's just instantly on board for more shenanigans with him. She signs <laughs> on immediately. Yeah. As long yeah. as there's money. Right. right. Love you, Frankie. Great energy. And she fucking sells hard. She's like, yeah, I'll help you get there. 10 grand and they're like nah -uh. and she's like all right fine seven grand and they're like all right i guess fine like she just made seven grand to walk them like a mile she stops in the middle of the sewer to give a little gandalf i have no memory of this place scene until <laughs> someone pays her 50 bucks to keep walking only in this case it's like a ten thousand dollar bulgovi watch yeah yeah great absolutely love it live your life scam your scam girl we need to talk about the couple they had about as much chemistry as like Mormon second cousins. Like yeah. I was not getting like, man, these people really want to do it. Val Kilmer and Elizabeth Shue as a couple. Mm, I'm not feeling it. And also, also, why are you two both getting so into kissing each other on the camera? It's also, uncomfortable not wanting to I don't know I felt like maybe Val Kilmer wasn't into it I don't know there was a face chewing moment like the third there, time they uh, make out right. where like he looks like a goat or a camel on the side <laughs> of her face and I listen want to be her face but it just didn't it didn't work that. for me yeah. it just uh, can we talk about how problematic him orchestrating their meeting was? <laughs> like, yeah, wa uh, wa walk us through that whole sequence, because I feel like the, I there's a I, there's a, a there's a redemptive moment here, but I want to let you build us up first. So Val Kilmer breaks into Emma's apartment, yes. sneaks through her shit, probably uh -huh. counts her birth control pills, whatever, and. <laughs> is looking around at pictures of like, oh, here's a picture of her with her dad. She probably doesn't see because that's the only trace of her dad in this apartment. I'm mm -hmm. going to cosplay like him and go to this place that I know she goes and she's into the artist type and she's afraid of being abandoned. So I'm going to go meet with her there, leave my book behind after reciting some sexy homegrown poetry of mine <laughs> And charcoaling some titties in a book. I'm going to run into her at a restaurant, pay $800 for wine, get her drunk, abandon her like she's afraid of being abandoned, hurt myself in an alley by shoving a knife into my scalp, even though there's a wig glued to it, and then fuck this woman, steal her homework, and leave. I've dated that guy in college. <laughs> I have 
almost become that guy in college. All right. Yes, obviously. Val Kilmer breaking into Elizabeth's shoes home to uh, do background research and then later use this in an attempt background to seduce. Background research. Yeah. Background Stalking. research. Stalking. Invasion which, of privacy. Yes. Which he then uses to make himself seem eerily insightful on their date. Um, as though he can, you know, see into her soul and know all this about her. Terrible shit. But I said there was a redemptive moment, and there is. Because Elizabeth Shue's character then proceeds to give him, apparently, the goddamn penance stare. And just <laughs> dump all of this man's emotional purse on the floor in front of him. Yeah, she dresses him down. It just, uh, yeah. Right. It's savage. He's- he came at her with some, oh, you can't cook to save your life, winky face. And she's like, oh, you don't ever want the true you to be loved, winky face. <laughs> I feel like she did pretty well in the encounter. <laughs> oh, Dave, You're how would adopted. you react if Elizabeth Shoe crushed your soul on a date? Emotionally ruined. I was, Same thing we got here. Run out into the street, weep, and find a bottle of vodka that ends up broken. Over your head. I have a comment. I have no good segue to get us there. Those are the best segues. No yeah. segues. Yeah. So, Casey. Yeah. How many squats can Val Kilmer do in his leather pants before you are no longer excited about taking the leather pants off of him? What's the world record? <laughs> one okay. more than whatever that is oh wow oh wow <laughs> you're committed it's you're yeah. not at all worried about what's gonna be going on hold on wait what's the world record for squats or what's yeah. the world record for squats and leather pants no just because i feel like those might be two different numbers no i'm sure they are but i'm just saying squats in general Listen, I could go on forever about Val Kilmer and how much I love him. All right. But honestly, we don't have enough RAM, memory, internet on our computer to do that tonight. So, Dave, I got to know, 1997's The Saint, starring Saint Val Kilmer, (laughs) would you watch it again? Man, I watched this movie a ton when I was a kid. Not because it was like that great of a movie, but because it was the type of movie that just came on a lot. Mm. And when you had, you know, you got one of these 30-odd channels to watch. This was as good an option of any when it did pop up on there. Mm. Uh, And it's been a long time since I watched it, and I was really worried that it was not going to have aged that well. And I'm going to say, I think, if anything, it's gotten a little bit better than it was in 1997. Uh, I can appreciate some of its rougher edges in a way that I just couldn't back then. Uh, so is it good? Absolutely not. But God damn it, I love this movie and I love every stupid, terrible accent Val Kilmer does in it. So yeah, I'm absolutely going to watch The Saint again. And I'm also going to go on and watch the Roger Moore TV show and probably check out that radio drama with Vincent Price. So like, yeah, this is going to be a whole thing now. Jay, how, Jay, how about you? I know you've also watched The Saint a number of times before, but I think it's been a while since you came back to it. So Val Kilmer from 1997, The Saint, would you watch it again? Uh, I 
have picked a lot on this movie for being stilted, and I've I've picked on other movies this month for that as well. Just sort of like checking the spy check boxes, which the Saint does fairly well, but it has so much fun with it, and I really just I I love how ridiculous and audacious of an anti-hero he is. I love it. I, yes, I'm going to watch it again. I am. <laughs> I've seen right it a bunch of are. times. Every time I watch it, I'm like, this is probably going to be the last time. And then it's always like, nah, I'm going to watch that again. I'm going to watch that again. So Casey, what about you? Uh, 1997's The Saint. Would you watch it again? There are definitely parts of this movie that drag Basically, all the talky bits dealing with the Russian son with the weird hair. Um, it just, mm. It's not 100% thrilling. But when Val's on screen, he eats it up with his big white teeth, and I <laughs> love it. Yes, yes. I yeah. would watch this again. Again, it's a master class in accents. Mike, if... I think it's his SNL tape. I, this is my new head <laughs> canon of like, look at me, Lauren Michaels. I can be cute. I can be spunky. I can do accents up the wazoo. I do my own hair and makeup. Yeah, I. I yeah, that's all I got. All right, that does it. Three out of three of us would watch The Saint again. But it's up to you. Val Kilmer. Playing a buffet of different accents. What more do you want in a film? This wraps up Incognito Month. But next month, we'll be doing a little time traveling, if you know what I mean. No, we're not uh, dropping oh no! We want to watch some movies that have to do with time travel. Is that a stretch? Shut up. Is it because we're out of time? So since we are out of time... I am going to start with next month G.I. Samurai starring Sonny Chiba and some time traveling Vietnam vets. Woo! What could go wrong? So in the meantime, follow us on social media, sh.tty cinema on Facebook, Bad Movies Bad People, PPO on Twitter, Instagram at casey.cinema, patreon.com slash shitty cinema or shittycinema.com. Check the description below if you didn't catch all that. And if you want to help us, give us a thumbs up on Facebook or Spotify. In the meantime, let's turn out the lights, send some notes in our bra, and hope some guy in leather pants goes fishing. Huh?